An action tuned to Jesus creates a life tuned to Jesus, which creates a church tuned to Jesus. Write that down. Put that somewhere where you remember it. Pastor Paul and I, by the way, Pastor Paul had surgery last week. He's doing well. Continue to keep praying for him. Um, send him cards. More importantly, just pray that God will continue to strengthen his body. And we'll give you some more reports as things come in. But So you get me today. I'm the B squad, JV, whatever you want to call me. I'm okay with that, okay? An action tuned to Jesus creates a life tuned to Jesus which creates a church tuned to Jesus. Pastor Paul and I went to a conference, a seminar. We were invited by a large church in our community to go through a two-year process, a coaching process. And through that process, we learned a lot of things about who we are, who our church is, who you are, the way you respond to the gospel, the way you respond to people, the way you listen how we can better help you reach your neighbors. We learned a lot of things. But one of the things that they taught us in this two-year, it was a two-year class that we met, was you can only see 60% of your body. Think about that. Have you ever seen your back? Or you might have seen it in a mirror, but you've never seen your back. You've actually never seen your face. You've seen a reflection of it in the mirror, but you yourself have never actually seen your face. And if you turn that into your personality, we only see about 60% of our personality. And there's some really ugly stuff in my personality that I don't want to see. So we did a little exercise. And Pastor Paul sent out some Surveys for you to fill out, and I sent some out, and some of you probably filled them out. We were supposed to send them to people that like us, people that are our friends, people that are going to say nice things about us, but they're the ones that know us the best, right? And we sent that out because you can only see 60% of your personality as well. And so we were forced to send this out to people. They... They filled out the survey anonymously, sent them back. We never saw them. What we saw were the results of that. The results of what you guys have said about my personality. Now, was there anything shocking? Yeah, there's a couple things. But then they sit down with you and say, here's how you're perceived in your personality. And here's what you can do to change that perception as a pastor. We don't really think we're perfect, right? We don't really think that we, whatever we say, people always catch. So I got my survey back, and the guy came to my office, and I, we literally spent three or four hours going over the survey. And, you know, you can't say, the only rule they said was, you can't say, yeah, but. Yeah, but you don't understand me, or yeah, but I, I, I know who that person probably was, or yeah, but. That's not allowed. And you listen to what your friends and people in this congregation think about your personality. One thing that I took out of that, which wasn't a bad thing, it was actually a good thing, was that my friends, 
people inside this church, people outside of this church, really like to hang with me. They think I'm a really fun guy. And I think, well, yeah, I'm pretty fun. I like to do fun stuff, and I hang out with guys who like to do the stuff that I like to do, so yeah, it's fun. But they went a little deeper, and they said, no, you, you really have an ability to attract people to yourselves, to yourself. And I thought, okay, that's good. I can use that for good, or I can use that for bad. How do I use that for good? What does the first part say? An action tuned to Jesus creates a life tuned to Jesus. So my actions that I like to do, I want to tune them to Jesus. I want to be attracted to people because they're attracted to Jesus, not to Joel. You get what I'm saying? It's so important that every little action that we do is tuned to the perfect standard. It's not tuned to the pastor at Gateway Church. It's not tuned to the church of Gateway Church. It's not tuned to your friends who you think are pretty spiritual. It's tuned to Jesus. Because that's what's going to make the difference in our lives, right? That's what's going to change a life. Let me illustrate it to you in this way. I have a water bottle here. Don't get nervous. What just happened? Why did water come out of that bottle? Did you not see it? Why did water come out of the bottle? Because I shook it? No, because water's inside the bottle. When the world shakes you up, what comes out? If you put Jesus in, you get me? Jesus is going to come out. But if you got ugly stuff in your body, what's going to come out? An action tuned to Jesus creates a life tuned to Jesus. Let's go to the word. What does the word say on this? John chapter 3, verse 23 through 30. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Aeon near Salim because there was plenty of water there. I read that this week and I thought, people in California are probably thinking, yeah, there's not a lot of water here right now. We'd be hard pressed to find a place to baptize people. And people kept coming to him for baptism. This was before John was thrown into prison. The debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over some theological issue. So John's disciples came to John, came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And everybody's going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the best man is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. 
Now picture with me, here's John the Baptist. God hasn't really spoken in about 400 years, all right? It's been pretty silent. The Jews are looking for something. They're looking for somebody to shake things up, somebody to free them from the oppression of the Romans, somebody to really make a difference in their world. And along comes John the Baptist. And he's doing things a little different. And he looks a little different. He's got camel hair on, and he's eating locusts and wild honey. and He's kind of wild. He's out there. But he's attractive to people because he's pointing them to the anticipation of Jesus Christ. So John starts gathering some disciples around him. People that want to be movers and shakers in the world. He's the latest, greatest marketplace guy. I want to be on his team. I want to be with him. I want to, I want to change the world. John is going to be some incredible guy that they're going to write books about. And I'm going to be in those books because they're going to write books about us. And we're going to free the Jewish people from Roman slavery. And we're going to usher in the Messiah who's going to come in and be king. And we're going to be like on his cabinet because we're right there with him, right? I mean, that's what they're thinking. Because their life is not tuned to Jesus. It's tuned to John. John's not a bad guy, right? And I can just picture John. He's just kind of laughing. He's like, you guys don't get it. You guys don't get it. And I can see him just almost in a small, quiet, shy voice saying, no, guys, he must become greater. And I and you must become less. Whoa, that goes against everything that we've been working at here. Did I hitch my horse to the wrong wagon? What's going on? John is a great example of what it means to tune in action. Jesus. Better figure out where I'm on in my notes here. So let me ask you this today. What action are you struggling with? An action tuned to Jesus creates a life tuned to Jesus. What actions are you doing? And they might not be sin. Maybe it is. Let me give you a couple from my life, from the church life. As a pastor, sometimes we want to compare ourselves to other pastors. And we want to compare ourselves to other churches. Because that's what we can see. Well, my church is a little bit bigger than the guy down the street, so we must be doing things right. Or my people seem a little more spiritual than church down the street. I saw them doing some things that probably weren't very good. Clearly, we're doing a better job than they are. Really? What's our standard? Is it another church? Is it another pastor? Or is the tuning fork for your life Jesus Christ? Because that's where it has to be. I'll personalize it to myself. 
Last winter, the best way I can describe it is that I was becoming an angry person. Little things set my temper off. And I wasn't a good dad to be around. I wasn't a good husband to be around. I wasn't a good father. I wasn't even a good friend. I was not even a very good pastor because of anger in my life. You could call it righteous anger. You could call it good things. I was angry at good things. That doesn't matter because it was things that I was concerned about. And if these things turned out in a better way, then I would look better. Who do I want to look better? Me or Jesus? So I took a few of those little actions that I was doing and I changed them and I tuned them into what Jesus wanted in my life. One of them was really simple. I stopped listening to talk radio. (laughs) Careful now, Jim, because I know you listen to talk radio. You want to get angry, listen to talk radio a little bit. They're telling me all the good things that I want to hear and all the bad things about the bad people in the world and I just get more angry. An action tuned to Jesus creates a life tuned to Jesus. I tuned that action. I actually tuned that radio off. I said, you know what? If I'm going to listen to radio, I want to listen to something that at least I get happy about. Now, on a side note, I really don't like KTIS, okay? I'm sorry. It's the mommy station. We're not going to get into that, but it's all about, you know, ladies and they're crying. And I, I actually asked one of the guys at the station, I said, okay, I'm struggling listening to your station. He said, yeah, we, our audience is ladies because they write the check. Sorry, that was a little side note. I shouldn't have went there. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. But I can listen to music, right? And if it brings an action that's tuned to Jesus instead of an action that's tuned to me, that's where I want to go. What about you? What is your issue today? Maybe it's a big issue. Maybe your issue is pornography. And you can't seem to get a handle on it. What is it going to take to tune that action to Jesus Christ? Maybe it's not even sin in your life. Maybe God is telling you something that you know you need to do, but you don't really want to listen to him. So you give him excuses. Yeah, but. Yeah, but God, if I do this, then I don't know what my family's going to think or. Yeah, but God, I I know I'm listening to you and you're saying these things, but an action tuned to Jesus, not to your family, not to your church, not to your pastor, not to the world. An action tuned to Jesus creates a life tuned to Jesus. Who are we tuning our lives to today? I don't know. I don't know what it is for you. John's disciples were actually good guys. If they came to this church, they'd be people that would be up here doing altar ministry. They would be those people wearing the black shirts out there today, 
ushering people in and greeting you and smiling and shaking your hand and giving you a bulletin. People who are running children's ministry, that's John's disciples. They weren't bad guys, they were good guys. They were keepers of the faith. But they were tuning their lives to the wrong tuning fork. And John tweaked him. He said, no, it's not about me. What did he say? He must, if you read the NIV, he must increase. I must decrease. He must become greater in our lives. Jesus must become greater in our lives, and we must become less. You want an attractive personality? You want people to like you? You want people to... Be a part of your life. Tune your life to Jesus. Not what society says we should tune to. So when the world shakes you up and what's inside comes out and you don't like what comes out, what do you do? Change what's going in. Right? You've got to tune those actions to Christ. Just little things. So wouldn't it be cool? Just imagine with me for a minute. Let's dream for a little. What if your world what would your world be like if when What is your life like when the world shakes it up? You have an argument with your spouse and you get shook up. What comes out? You or Jesus? What happens when your parenting skills are challenged? What comes out? What happens when you struggle at work or you have a problem with your neighbor? What's coming out? I want to challenge you to tune those actions to Jesus. And when those actions are tuned to Jesus, when the world shakes you up, Jesus comes out. And the more they shake, the more he comes out. And it's just water, folks. It's okay. It'll dry up. <laughs> I know there's some moms that are freaking out right now. <laughs> if you put Jesus in, Jesus is going to come out. And I don't care what the world does to shake you up. Jesus is going to come out. And what do we want to have come out of our lives when we're struggling? Not me. Because that gets ugly. But Jesus... What would it be like to have a church tuned to Jesus? We're not tuned to each other, but we're in perfect harmony because we're all tuned to Jesus. What an incredible church we would have. What an incredible impact we would have on our community if we had lives, actions, people, and a church tuned to Jesus Christ.
Let me pray for you. Lord, I want my life, I want my actions tuned to you. So many times, Father, I I struggle because what's in me comes out when the world shakes me up. Lord, I want to get to the point in my life where you are what is full of in my life and what I am full of. And when struggles and temptations and struggles and difficulties and even pressure from you comes, that out Jesus would come from my life. That's my desire, Lord. That's what my desire is for the people in this church, in this congregation. Lord, may we be a testimony to the world of what a life can be that's tuned to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Joel. Uh, I'm going to be thinking about the tuning fork for a while. That's good. Um, And for the record, I like your personality. I do. Uh, Okay, it's time for announcements. Everybody's favorite part of the day, I know. I've got a couple here just to go real quick. Community Bible Camp is coming. It's in July. There's a table set up out there. You've probably seen it. It's got all the scientific stuff on there. Looks really cool, unless you're like me and it reminded you of high school and kind of got all anxiety ridden again. But there's some cool stuff out there. Check it out. There's like little shopping carts and some stuff that you can purchase. This is how this works. Basically, we're coming together with other churches to have this Bible camp for kids. And there are things out there you can purchase for the Bible camp and put them in your shopping cart and kind of pretend to play shopping, I guess. Uh, But you don't take them home with you. They stay here. You're basically purchasing things for the Bible camp. So if you can do that and you want to invest in something like that, it's, it's going to be an awesome time. And last year we were really well represented. Hopefully we can be better represented this year. So if you want to volunteer for that, you can sign up out there to volunteer. There's T-shirt iron-ons for the kids. You can purchase some of those because they're not doing shirts this year. But you can purchase the iron-ons and do them yourself. So that's out there for purchase as well. Um, but anyway, sign up out there, if, uh, especially to volunteer, especially to volunteer. So Community Bible Camp, and you do have an insert about that in the bulletin. All Church Picnic, sponsored by the Essence Women's Ministry. That's at Orono Park. There's an insert for that as well. That's coming up uh, June 28th. So you've got an insert. I'm telling you about it, and there's a slide. Woo-hoo. I'm not sure what that says about us as a congregation, but I don't know. I'm just throwing that up there. Um, this, it says here that they're providing chicken from Pizza Ranch. Has anybody had chicken from Pizza Ranch? Oh, yeah. So if you don't like picnics and you don't like people and you don't even like Orono Park, you should still come <laughs> for the chicken because it's awesome. Show up for that. Tonight is a movie called One Generation Away, and it's about religious freedom. And it's about the possibility of losing that religious freedom. So if you're interested in that, I understand it's a fantastic movie. But they're going to have free popcorn, there's water, soda, candy, candy. So show up for that. Show up for that. All right. If you're visiting with us today in your bulletin, hopefully you got one of these when you came in, there's a tear-off on the back. If you would just fill that out, 
and take it right out here to guest services when you leave, you're going to get like a free gift just for coming. Just we want to say thanks for checking us out. Um, but fill that out and take it out there to guest services at the end of service today if you would. Okay, I think that's it for announcements, so let's take an offering. In the business world, there's something we call ROI, which is return on investment. And it means basically you're going to invest in something, whether it's a piece of equipment for your shop. You want to make sure that it's going to give you back more than you've invested in it. For you, whether you're shopping, maybe you just shop for a T-shirt, there's a return on investment. You want to pay $30 for a shirt that's going to last a week? Probably not. Would you pay $30 for a shirt if it was going to last several years? Probably. You're weighing out your return on the investment. The problem with those things are eventually they break. Machines are going to break down. The shirt is going to end up with holes in it. And the stuff you can't take with you when you leave. Eventually, everything has an ending point. Every investment you make comes to an end somehow. The only investment you can make that's eternal is an investment in the human soul. It's the only investment you can make that has eternal consequences. When you give an offering, when you give of your tithes, you are investing in something eternal. The money taken in goes to help reach people. Whether it's in the kids' ministry and they're buying things to help the kids understand about Jesus, or it's going to missionaries overseas, or it's going to missionaries right here in Elk River, we're taking that and using it to reach people for Christ. You want to invest in something? That's the smartest investment you can make. Let's think about that when we're filling out a check today. That this, this, this investment here, you get to take with you. Lost people matter to Christ. So let's invest in that. Jesus, thank you that we're able to give. Thank you for including us in that plan. That we get to sacrifice something the way you did. Even if it's just a little bit. I pray that as we do that today, that we do it with joy, with gladness, knowing that what we invest in right here today is going to change lives. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I want to show that video to you one more time.
to leave you with this today. What one action are you going to tune to Christ? I got up early this morning, and um, I told my wife, I'm just going to go for a walk just to gather my thoughts and to pray. And I actually just preached this sermon to myself when I was walking this morning. And I almost got back to my house, and my neighbor, the one who I have the paths of gold guy that I've been praying for, came out of his house and was walking down the street towards me. And I didn't really want to talk to him because I was in the zone. You know, I was in the zone. I was almost done with where my message was going to close. And God said to me, an action tuned to Jesus. So I took a minute. And I told my neighbor, hey, I'm preaching today. And I'm getting my head clear. And I'm praying and I'm tuning my actions to Jesus. And I had an opportunity to plant a seed. So maybe why I even walked this morning was not for me or for my health or so that I could preach a good sermon, but so that I could tune that one action to Jesus. Think of that today as you leave. What action are you going to tune to Jesus, which will create a life tuned in Jesus, which will create Gateway Church tuned to Jesus? Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you so much for this church and what you mean to this church. Lord, too many times I put my eyes on man. Lord, help me to focus my eyes on you. Help me tune my actions and my life to you. And may everyone in this church, Lord, tune their lives to you, the perfect standard and not to somebody else in this world. Remind us of that this week as we go about the things that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.